This one's for all my ho-ho-hoes out there. I hope you've been extra naughty, because the pod people aren't the only ones coming to town. You. I, <laughs> I'm Matisse Van Rossum, and I've got a rare sex port for ya. <laughs> I'm Ben Sheets, and Hell's Bells sure are ringing tonight, aren't they? I got some bells you can ring. Oh, stop. <laughs> this is becoming a much different podcast. It's your metrics and like just like our viewers just ticking off. <laughs> the numbers are only going up, baby. Ooh, all right. Uh, Who are you? Hi, I'm a, a naked old elf man. Yep. Cle- Cleveland Mosier is my name. <laughs> oh, well, it's that time of year again. The holliest, jolliest time of the year. Uh <laughs> And we're we're back with another very uh, classy and um, good Christmas episode. It's everybody's favorite episode. I'm sober this time, so that's good. Currently, Cur- currently, so um, far, takes a swig. It takes a swig. Um, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's the holidays. It's our it's our last uh, film review of 2020. This week we're talking about a Finnish film uh, called Rare Exports, written and directed by Yalmari Halander, and uh, it's the story of a young boy who uh, goes uh, hunting for Santa Claus. And if the, you ask the real me, Santa Claus. If you ask me, this movie couldn't have finished sooner. <laughs> um, That's not totally true, but it's kind of uh, true. The trailer for this movie was misleading. It looked way cooler than the movie turned out to be. Yeah. Yeah. Well, after we watched it, I discovered that it was based on a short film, Mm -hmm. which I think explains everything you need to know. Yeah. And they (laughs) they didn't do a good job of padding it out, if uh, that's the case. (laughs) No. This movie has a lot of padding in it. Uh, Yeah. I I will say, I did not hate this movie, but I'm not going to die on the rare exports hill. I think that it did some things well, and it had some potential, and it had some good ideas, but either lacked the budget or the vision to execute them in the way that they deserved. Yeah. Um, I think mostly vision, because there was some budget in a couple of sequences in this film. Sequences I didn't need, like, as a viewer, personally. (laughs) I I think that could have been spent in a much more entertaining way, much like Sputnik. Uh, this movie really needed to pick a lane. I, I, yeah, I needed, that, yeah, yep, that I, one I totally agree. And on. It, it, the what we what they settled with became became milk toast because of it. Yeah, they described this film as a as a as a black horror comedy, and nope. I don't think it's particularly scary or funny. Not enough dark horror or comedy. I think it has I think it has uh, inklings of horror and inklings of comedy. It sneaks up on it, uh, but it. Does doesn't uh yeah once again it can't really decide what it wants to be uh we'll get more into the meat of that i'll do a broad strokes uh, uh plot so um in finland right on the russian border there's a big old mountain an evil american businessman comes along and uh yeah quotes around american American. we'll get into that um (laughs) hires a uh, a excavation crew to dig out the mountain, and we learn that he is uh, digging for the grave of the true Santa Claus, who is, uh, in, in 
typical Krampus style, an evil uh, demon that steals naughty children um, and does uh, stuff with them. <laughs> uh, Spoilers. Yeah. There. Um, Stay tuned to well, find out what the stuff is. Uh, yeah. And uh, there is a little boy whose name is uh, Pietari. He's the only one who believes in the evil Santa um, and uh, sort of has to convince his dad and his dad's friends to uh, to help stop the, the, the wicked old man. So let's talk about problem number one, because, yeah. it's, because it's that. The core plot line, or at least the, the beats... Uh, for this story, I think, are where so much of it falls apart. Because choosing to center your black horror movie around a kid can be done well, but in this case, it, it was not. And I think it was the undoing of it, largely. Because it still tried to play into, like, some of the fun, like, Christmas movie, like, family Christmas movie tropes. Yeah. And I didn't care. I I, I, I wanted I wanted Evil Santa. Like, like we're all here for Evil Santa, you know? Well, like, yeah, it, that's it's, the Because so much of, like, black horror like this is tongue-in-cheek. And I didn't get much of it like and I, what you do is so dryly delivered that it it doesn't it doesn't have any like like comedic saturation to it so you're you're like ha huh? i guess like, i think you can do black horror comedy with kids you know especially christmas stuff but the thing is christmas movies are kind of wholesome at their core you know look at something like home alone or uh santa sleigh even Jingle all the way. Jingle all the way. <laughs> you know, like they they can get darkish at times, but it's it's dark in terms of Christmas movies. Yeah. So it's it's not really dark, dark. And the thing is, their form of dark is not like having waves of naked men running <laughs> through Wild. the scene. Yeah, we'll get to that uh, <laughs> for sure. We gotta yeah, we gotta build into that one. Well, yeah, that that's the thing. I think. In terms of, like, setup, this movie does a good job, but then it really falls flat when it comes to the payoff. I was enjoying a lot of the the stuff that they were setting up, like the, the excavation of Evil Santa, when they find, at the time, who they believe to be the Evil Santa in the, the wolf trap outside the kid's house, when they realize that all of the kids in the village are missing and have been replaced by these, like, weird, uh, spooky, like, straw dolls. I think all of that stuff was pretty pretty good if if i can make one one uh distinction because for me the, there's something very specific about like setup and payoff i'm gonna divide it into three acts act one great like act one is fine and act three is whatever but act two man about halfway into the film once they get a hold of santa like that's where i was fucking really struggling to stay awake nothing happens in that that middle portion of the film for, bare bones for exposition. an 80 minute movie it's unforgivably padded out in the middle. Yeah, I, I agree. God, it's only 80 minutes? Yeah, yeah that's that's Jesus. the thing, is, like, I didn't mind Act 2. I was still on board, but when I realized... I told you it was 120. When I realized that we were, like, three quarters of the way through the movie and nothing had happened... Then I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> a slow burn is not a problem. I don't have I, I don't have an issue with that. But it's like when you realize that the movie is that short and an hour has gone by almost and there hasn't been any action whatsoever. It's like, oh, shit. Well, you have only a few minutes to do like a really big, satisfying payoff and they go 
big with it, but it sure is not mm-hmm. satisfying. No, it's right not really and that's I think that's part of the biggest problem I had is I went into this knowing it was like eighty minutes long. Mm-hmm. So the longer it went along with nothing really substantial happening, the more and more frustrated I got at the movie. Mm. Yeah. Because I knew I was being sold kind of a false bill of goods compared to what the trailer made it out to be. And, you know, while they did pay some of that off, it wasn't enough. You know, it was enough to fill a short film, which makes sense. Yeah, not for a dark comedy. Like, especially, like, when you hold it up to Troll Hunter, which is also a Scandinavian film. That movie has a fucking amazing payoff, and it starts out pretty wild. Like, it doesn't take long for, like, a pretty intense setup. And also, like, it's it's also sort of a, a dark take on, like, children's stories of, like, trolls. Right. And um, and with this, like, we have that same comparison with Santa. Like, Santa's a children's right. story and, like, ooh, let's see a dark take on it. And in Troll Hunter, we get it. Like, we get the, the dark evil trolls and the, the lore behind it is great. All the rules that they build up and just yeah. the... That movie is a, a, a fucking Disney, right? Well, I think I've said that before on the podcast. I think, I think the way they, they set up... I was hoping for something like that with, with you know, like Krampus or like, like Santa Claus. I think the way they set that stuff up at the beginning in this movie is good. Like when sure. he's looking through the book of like the real Santa Claus and there's a lot of really cool drawings of like a horned demon, like boiling children in a cauldron and like a giant stomping through the woods and like eating people. That stuff is really cool, especially because it's like, oh yeah, Santa is buried in that mountain just outside, you know, mm-hmm. and there's some evil Americans who are trying to dig him up for reasons that's never really explained, just that the American businessman has always dreamed of meeting Santa from since when he was a little boy, no, so he dedicated his entire life. Uh, I think this is the, the time to talk about uh, the big quote-unquote Americans, um, because they speak English, but they're all Finnish actors, and none of them can do an even remotely passable American accent. And like you said, they they do some big budget stuff, which makes this confusing because, like, why didn't they just cast American actors? Well, because the budget went to those other big budget things yeah, they, is what it is. They're big budget in terms of visual effects because they like visual effects. Because they know how to do it. I didn't know that know? they were supposed to be Americans until oh, well the I, until I pull- they until they found one of their until the the villagers found one of their passports and they think that Santa that they pull out of the trap is is uh is one of the Americans. And it's like, oh, they're supposed to be Americans. Like the I I was just confused as to why some people were speaking English and some people weren't. Mm-hmm. I was like, what is going on here? It's like, oh, these are these characters are supposed to be American, but they yeah. don't sound American at all. And- Before we get too deep into the nitty gritty of this film, I think a lot of this film is hinged on that. Don't think about it, you know, like like sort of sort of idea, which would be fine if this movie had more dumb energy. If there was if there was enough distraction to keep you from thinking about. But all the movie does is try to think about those things itself and encourage you to want to. So it's like, what am I supposed to do other than think about it? Because that's that's all the entertainment I can get out of this movie. Well, I think ultimately one of the big tenets of the don't think about it too much type of movie is you have to keep it at such a pace that the audience doesn't have time. It's a sleight of hand. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like you're, you're too busy just like, like looking at all the explosions or just being brought from one set piece to the next that like, you don't, yeah, you don't have time to think about it. And uh, explosions and set pieces are pretty big budget, but it doesn't have to be, it can just be kills. It can just be, you know, like, like pretty straightforward. I think 
only one person dies in this movie. Nowhere near enough deaths. This movie has way too low of a body count. Yeah. Way for, too low. For an evil Santa, like, the body count is, like, abysmally low. It's it, the, the thing is, is, like, this film almost seems like a children's movie in, in like, the, how safe it plays everything, but it's not, like targeted at children right <laughs> i feel weird making this argument because normally i'm not a fan of this in movies but like here this movie this is like, an r-rated for, movie for, I for black comedy it. oh my god yeah for black comedies in particular too like this movie needed more cynicism mm-hmm. like it needed it needed more tongue-in-cheek it needed to be mocking i didn't feel like it was mocking christmas movies enough no it was it was trying to both be a christmas movie and an anti-christmas well, movie and that leaves us just somewhere in like a boring gray the thing is is that it sets us up to expect a twist on home alone with like maybe the the santa santa sieging the house or something and them setting up traps to keep him at bay like there's multiple times where we see the little kid like trying to set up traps at one point he even puts a bear trap in the chimney in the fireplace to like catch santa if he tries to come down the chimney but the dad just triggers it when he's trying to build a fire and it startles him and he grounds the boy like that's the payoff for the bear trap in the fucking fireplace. And, like, his dad and most of the community are, like, hunters. Like, their village's economy revolves around, like, hunting reindeer. And his dad, at the beginning, even builds a punji pit to catch wolves. Santa falls in the punji pit and, like is in a coma for a little while, and so they, like, they string him up in, like, the butcher shop, but... If you're if you're putting so much emphasis on like traps, then have something that pays off with that because that that is just like abandoned completely. Yep. And that that is that is really disappointing. I was totally geared up for yeah, let's do some crazy but more like gruesome Home Alone traps to keep evil Santa from getting into the house and eating how, us. How great of a movie is that, right? Like Would've been awesome. Like, uh, like R-rated Home Alone where Santa's trying to get in. Hell great. yeah. That'd be Great. Tight. I'm sold. Um, or or even like one where they capture Santa and, you know, like he tries to escape, mm-hmm. you know, and they're just trying to like hold on to Santa and he's murdering people or the elves start murdering people, you know, like trying to get to Santa. There's so much tension you can do with like holding a monster as a hostage. Like there, uh, You can get a lot of tension and mileage out of that. And it's just not utilized at all. Mm-hmm. And instead, they just focus on bland character building. Um, or building bland characters. It's characters we've seen a thousand times, like the single parent and, you know, like the, the other happened, cool dad and cool to kid. Mom. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, that's great. It's but left like we dad get, feeling jaded and cynical around the holidays. It, I'm fine with that. I'm very okay with the, the, those being our prota- with them being our protagonists. But for fuck's sake, can we not sit and stew in it? Because we've sat and stewed in it so many times before. And again, normally we sit and stew in it in actual Christmas movies. I don't need it here. What I what I need is more fucking lambs for the slaughter. Give me my gladiatorial murders, please. Well, and that's the like thing it's is, a dark comedy. Like, it's like none dumb of, fun. Yeah. None of yeah. the characters are particularly likable anyway. Nope. So I don't know why they were so afraid to kill people. Yeah. I, I cannot come up with a good reason for why there's such a low body count in this movie. Nope. I, I really can't. They introduce characters who, who could be killed off. More characters are gonna be killed like, off. Like they they imply that the entire excavation team was killed like when they dug up santa but none of that happens on camera no 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 so many cool things happen off screen in this movie oh my god 
Oh yeah, my god. Exactly. And they could have been like foreshadowed a little bit or you could have gotten glimpses of it and we get nothing. Like it's yeah, it's it's all off screen. The reindeer getting murdered, off screen. The place being destroyed, off screen. The children being stolen, off screen. All of it's happening off screen. Anything cool with the elves and Santa and stuff, we get none of it. So they're not like they they never get a chance to be introduced as scary. We're never made to be scared of the elves. We're just kind of like ah, weird, uh. you know. That's fun and that's fine, but it's it's not. It's there's no tension. There's no like thrill. yeah. Well, even you worse than that, I think. Because we're not scared of them, we don't see them as scary. We see them as pervy. Yeah, which is so bad. And this movie has a huge problem with that. Yeah, but you, yeah you can. Well, it, the thing is, like, you're setting your movie up to be wholesome adjacent with what you don't show in so much of the movie. And then to cut it with some very, very strong nudity uh, really leaves it. Gross I feel like that's I feel mouth. like that's the entirety of this film's R rating is just all of the old man dong. So why don't we okay, yeah, like I think it's time. Let we we, we get into uh why there's so much old man dong in this movie. Um Well, let's set it up a little bit because some of the this this stuff that I liked, I liked the presentation sure. of evil santa as as they they set it up when they like find him in the in the punji pit they take him into like the slaughterhouse they chain him up he's like this this emaciated old man with like this long scraggly beard like totally naked and uh like that that kind of stuff is kind of creepy and cool like when he wakes up like his every now and then like his eyes kind of like do a weird spooky ghostly shine um anytime the kid comes around like outside the 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 building like he's like sniffing like he's smelling the naughty children you know that kind that stuff i thought was all really cool if we had then at some point gotten to see Santa go fucking demonic yeah, and, and fucking up, you set up a great monster people. and we don't get we don't get to see it. Yeah. Like, like uh, at one point explored. he they're trying to like poke him with a squeegee and he like bites it in half. Yeah. And he bites a dude's he bites like the, the that's right. He bites ear. he bites the dude's ear off. Yeah. Which, or not even off, just like bites it. He, he could have murdered him there. He could have murdered. Could have murdered. That character sucked. I hated he that was, character. He, He's so bad. Yep. But so they they find the passport with him, and they think that oh, this is one of the the American guys. And um, there's a walkie-talkie in the coat he was wearing, and the the American businessman calls them, and then they realize like oh, we have Santa. Let's we'll bring him to you and uh, and and you can give us us money for him. Right. So they put him in the the Santa outfit that um, the shitty character who should have been killed was wearing and take him to meet the American guy. And we learn that that is not actually Santa. That's just one of his elves. Oh, my God. What oh, a twist. my God. And then we see all the other elves show up and it's just a bunch of other naked old men with like pickaxes and like shovels and shit. And we get one. That's where we get the one death in the movie where one of them throws the pickaxe 
into the American guy's head. But we don't even get to see him, like, throw it. It's just, like, whip cuts to him, and it's mm. already in his head, and he just goes down. Yeah. And I did, I did think that was kind of funny. because oh, it was ed- great. The edit was so weird. Like, that part did make me laugh out loud. Yeah, bad, it's good. That's fine. Like, I, And also, I, I, at that point, I hadn't given up on the movie. I was still like, okay, we're finally going to get our action. And even if we had gotten them, like, uh, trying to fight off a bunch of, like, naked old men, like, <laughs> running through the snow. I think that could have been really fun. I think that had potential to be really kooky and dumb and weird. And By itself, yes. With the tone it had set <laughs> from the rest of the movie, no. I don't think so. I mean, it's a little it's a little different, but at that point that I I was just will I was just waiting for anything fun to happen. But they don't even really give us that. Like so much of of the rest of that shit is just like literally dozens dozens of naked elderly men running around with their dongs swinging in the breeze right because what the twist should have been is that's not santa this is santa right but instead it's not that's not santa there's a lot of that right and we don't get santa <laughs> well like, we'll go, I mean, yeah, like that's, that's the thing is like if if we'd gotten something that was like really cool because here's, here's the thing right the children's book illustrations man the children's book illustrations at the beginning have some really fucking cool krampus illustrations yeah like particularly the the one where he's wearing a deer skull yeah why 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 are you gonna tease me with a deer skull monster and not give me a fucking deer skull monster man well that's all is, you needed is like is like is this they... old man isn't santa deer skull demon is santa oh shit awesome I, they They kind of do that because in the same book, like one of the illustrations is like a horned giant. Yeah, it's like huge. And we learn that that is Santa and that like Santa is in the airplane hangar where they go to meet the American in a big ball of ice that the elves have stolen all of the the radiators and space heaters and ovens from around town to like thaw him out. So we got this like big suspended block of ice with these two huge uh, like goats horns curling out of it and all like the children captured children in sacks like below it so they're like trying to defrost santa and then offer him all the kids that cool i'm fine with that i thought that was kind of fun yeah i thought it was fun i thought it was fun i thought it was sinister it's like oh shit that's not santa that's santa but then we that's, don't see him. that's the most we ever get of Santa. Yep. The the big Santa never comes out of the block of ice. They just blow up the airplane hangar and that's it. Yeah. Imagine just like imagine real quick a Godzilla film where they set up Mothra or something beneath the ice and then Mothra gets blown up before Mothra can come out and fight Godzilla. Well, yeah, I mean, in the most recent Godzilla movie, which was not good, like I'm I'm not going to defend that movie, but like. Yeah, at the beginning, they find uh, King Ghidra frozen in ice, and then it breaks out and has a big monster Because that's fight. what you do when you have a monster frozen in ice. Yeah. When, you, when you have the monster frozen in, like, the, the gem that seals it out of time, you have it break out so the hero can fight it. Like, you don't just leave it sealed in the thing. That's not entertaining. We'll see. And, like, and it's like, oh, cool, we blew it up. Oh, no, we didn't blow it up enough. Here comes Santa. And what do we do now? The, we kill it with the power of friendship done just blowing it up and be like that's it like we don't get to see santa you have a movie called rare exports about 
about like where they uncover like evil Santa. The whole plot is about evil Santa, and you don't get to see evil Santa. Yeah, what the fuck? Yeah, it's come bullshit. on, man. I and I think that like even so, they were still so close. Like they could have just done a couple of things differently and gotten to where it would at least have been semi satisfying. Yeah, like. Fucking Pietari's plan at the end uh, is to, instead of letting all the children out of the sacks, to load them up uh, suspended from the bottom of a helicopter that one of the guys just knows how to fly somehow. That's well, never no, That is explained. Uh, how he, he knows how to fly the helicopter? Yeah, he um, he herds reindeer and he uses one for that. Oh, okay. I missed that. Mm-hmm. Um, but they... I think. They suspend all of the children in, like, a big net from under the helicopter and fly it away to lure away all the elves. We do get a lot of, like, pretty funny, like, aerial shots of just, like, CG these naked, of just running naked, naked old, men. old men just, like, running through the woods. Um, yeah. And, like, think of how cool that would have been. It's like, okay, they're luring the they're luring the elves away with the helicopter, and then, boom, Santa breaks out of the ice and smashes through the roof of the air hangar and starts... It's like stomping after the helicopter and they're having to like fly the helicopter fast enough to keep out of Santa's reach. He's trying to get the, the kids. None of that. That would have been so fun. Yeah. yeah. If they, and if they... it, that would have been perfect for like the dumb tone it did set in the last 15 minutes because using these sacks of kids as bait is so stupid. So fucking and dumb. so funny because of how ridiculous it is that... You just want more. Well, you and, know? and the fact that, like, the guy is, like, swinging the net around in, like, these big arcs, it's like there's. There's like a couple dozen kids they're, in there. They're kids in potato sacks, and this is like like sub zero weather. Yeah, they're it's so it's dead. Christmas. Yeah. It's Christmas yeah. in those, those fucking Finland. One hundred percent dead, which is hilarious. Like, like they don't like, have front, and they're just like being swung around, so they're just like freezing and like smashing against each other and getting CTE and all of this bullshit. And that's never addressed. Yeah, it's weird too because like they're not screaming. Like you don't hear a bunch of like screaming. No, children. I mean it becomes the the net full of children becomes a MacGuffin really fast. Like yeah. you're it's it's a it's a device for advancement of the plot, but you're not supposed to think about it. You're not supposed to think that it's just a bunch of potato sacks full of children. Yeah, which is wild. If they were screaming, it would have been so. It would have been even funnier. But beyond that, the majority of the film leading up to that moment features a lot of shots that i found to be pretty fucking creepy especially when uh ben you put it really well like if you're not looking for like you're not given anything else to look for so it's like how else am i supposed to interpret this and it starts early on when we have a lot of scenes of the kid just like running around in his underwear and there's even a shot where like the camera pans up him weird really not cool um and then uh later on like it really cements like the the weird like the really fucking creepy vibes to me when you have shots of the kid in the foreground and all the naked old men dudes and their dicks out like like in the shot and it's just like it's just it's pedophilic and it's weird and and like yeah, i there's don't something, there's something not great in the they, optics they don't, of a bunch of naked old men chasing after a, a big net full of children and like with their penises swinging around it's both set it's never like said or like unsaid it's just sort of left for the viewer and like weird not a good choice like it's a bad fucking look like and they could have played it up a little bit more because like him like sniffing sniffing out the kids and whatnot like it's it it has the the potential to be funny but like it it doesn't ever do anything with it other than just have it be in the film and that's 
bad choice, man. Yeah. Like, like really going to get some yeah, bad marks from me. I on wouldn't, that. I wouldn't go so far as to say that it's really, it's really pedophilic, but it, it definitely, no, but it's borderline. Like, it de- it, like it, it, it has, it has some, some negative uh, uh, associations. It's definitely it's skeezy. skeezy. And you know, this movie did come out in 2010, and like maybe it's worse now in like a post Epstein world yeah. but even so it's not a great look yeah. you know and <laughs> and uh, start your film so wholesome this whole time right. i'm just imagining showing this movie to my parents and being like normal the first half of the way through and then suddenly hordes of naked men run yeah. through well that's the thing is like even when the first elf shows up and they have him captured like he's naked but they tastefully cut around it they're not just showing him like full hanging dong but then once all of the other elves show show up they just say fuck it and and it's just like just dongs everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. just swinging dicks. Swinging dicks. <laughs> yeah, and there is so much between everything we've talked about that is nothing. I just really want to emphasize that and make it clear that there's a whole sequence where like the the fre- the, the cool friend is missing. Oh, we should talk about him. And uh yeah, let's go ahead and do it then. The the, the <laughs> there's a there's a friend of the kid who is cool guy. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's a he's a little bit older, but still like maybe uh, ten years old, maybe yeah. ten, eleven yeah, years child. old. Yeah. Still definitely a child, but he's got a mullet and he's got like a bear claw earring, which very much took me by surprise. And he smokes. <laughs> and he's, oh yeah, and he, that's right. At one point, he's smoking a cigarette. Uh, <laughs> And like I kind of loved that. I'm I do not too. Gonna lie. I, I kind of love the 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 like little bad boy Kurt Russell kid who doesn't do anything. Well, see, here's the thing, right? The actors are in scenarios and do things that would feel very cartoonish, but the actors don't play it up as cartoons themselves. Mm-hmm. Like they're all very dry, and and so it and doesn't. I will say that like European humor tends to be much more dry. And I like, love European I'll, humor. I'll pass that off as like a cultural thing. The humor in Troll Hunter is also very dry. It's just a better written movie, so yeah. it's funnier. But you're right. It's like the actors are like it's all it's all very dry, but it's not funny enough to be funny <laughs> like right. it's not well enough written to actually be funny you get that it's supposed to be funny never laugh out loud but no the only couple of times i laughed out loud were like moments when i i don't think i was supposed to mm-hmm. yeah um, like the pickaxe to the head um and the, the aerial shots of all the naked old men running through the woods I had fun those times, like I, I was enjoying myself, but I don't feel like that, that that that's the shit that I was supposed to be laughing at. Yeah, and I still just, I, I'm still a little like left out in the cold wondering like how I'm supposed to feel about so many of these sequences. Yeah. Like, am I supposed to be afraid? Am I supposed to laugh? It never hits in any one direction too far. It's mm-hmm. always just very... Yeah, very middle of the road. It doesn't and go. It doesn't go far. You know, one direction. of the the, yeah. the big problems I have with kind of the slow pacing is they do a bad job of paying attention to detail. There's a scene where the kid has a, a shotgun with him, mm-hmm. and every other shot he does not have the shotgun on him. Oh, the continuity is rough. Yeah, 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 yeah. They uh, didn't pay attention to detail, and if if you're gonna take your film slow like this. 
the details have to be there. Right. No, no, I agree. I agree. Like, um, I notoriously love a slow burn um, on, on the podcast. Uh, but I'm, I need some sort of sustenance. And for me, it can just be visual. It can just be, like, beautiful, like, cinematic shots of trees. That's enough for me. <laughs> um, uh, much more than your average bear. But here, yeah, like, the, the film, like, it has that whole, like, ah, I don't think about it attitude. But then also, like, it sits around stewing in its own juices trying to think about it. So which is it like like am I supposed to like care about like the like where a person is and this person's backstory or am I supposed to just take them for like a cartoon and move on and I and I'm left with like a little bit of both there's a bit where the kid goes missing and and, you know no one's listening to the kid and so the adults are acting dumb and it's not really going anywhere and he's talking to the sheriff and that doesn't really go anywhere and it, it goes on like that for a minute and they're like they get the the Santa guy and like hey we can sell him to the businessman and it's just it's there's so many sequences where just like nothing is happening it's just people talking about what they're going to do or what has happened off screen yeah particularly in the town like like when they when they get to the town before they decide to sell santa like that whole sequence there is just boring yeah like it's just it's just nothing is happening well, i have fun- to say that kid has terrible trigger discipline too oh yeah well they like- all do but they're they're like rural uh like finnish peasants yeah. I, I don't I, well see no and again to like give them their bad trigger with, discipline. with a tweak it's funny but they don't they don't ever like like play it up it's, it's always like in the funny. background like the kid like is running like like yeah there, there's a moment where like the kid's walking around and like his fingers just on the trigger and it's like oh my god this child is just gonna like fucking shoot well, this that's, gun that's the, i found it funny which but is, i don't think it was intentional but it was always like it, it was always like really off to the side and it was never like played up for laugh it was never played for laughs right like it's just a thing that is there does that make sense? Like, it's yeah, never well, like, it's, like, like the, it's I never think, like brought to attention. I think that it's funny, like the idea of giving this eight year old a loaded gun. And I mean, it's, it narratively, it makes sense. Cause like his dad's a hunter and a trapper, you yeah. know? So he's like, yeah, you know, you can have a gun. It, there's wolves and bears around here. It's dangerous. But once again, that should have some kind of payoff where the kid accidentally shoots somebody, like be it Santa or one of the elves or whatever. Or just the gun or, misfires at like a, misfires. a funny moment. And yeah, like that would have been great if there's like a bit of dialogue going on and the kid accidentally shoots the gun. That's funny. That's payoff, right? It's payoff for like him having terrible trigger discipline or whatever. And you get something out of it. Yeah, I have a way of phrasing it. It's ambiently funny. It's ambiently comedic. And like so many of the jokes, the cool kid, the whatever else, it's all done very ambiently. I think that you need a balance. You can do you can have some things be ambiently comedic, but you need some forefront as well. The forefront is all played like semi-seriously as well. So, yeah, it's it's weird. It's weird. If you're going to give a small kid a gun that's basically the same size as him. Show me some comical, you know, yeah. uh, kickback, you know? That's show a me setup him, for a punchline. Yeah, show yeah, me absolutely. him shooting it and flying back because of the recoil. Yeah, exactly. Show me something silly. Like, this movie is so afraid to be silly. Well, like I was saying earlier, I think this movie is all set up and no payoff. They set up so many things that if they actually paid them off, it would be great. It feels like a kid playing show and tell. Yeah. You know, it, like yeah, the, the whole time. Yeah. It, it's always like setting up something else. And yeah, at, at a certain point, at a certain point, yeah. it's set up too many things and realized there was no way to pay them all off. So it decided to do something different. 
Like yeah, just to show you another thing. I like the idea of setting home alone traps for an evil Santa. I like the idea of uh, a giant demonic Santa Claus and his army of elves that like steals naughty children. Even the eat. naked old men elves. Very like, funny idea. I, I like all of these premises, but at a certain point, especially if your movie's less than nine, 90 minutes, at a certain point, you have to make some decisions and say, what is this movie going to be about? We have a, a lot of good ideas. Which ones are we going to use and see through to the end? Instead, it wanted to use all of the ideas and ultimately wasn't able to execute any of them in a satisfying way because there wasn't time for it. There's too much. There's too much to pay off. I think one of the best things that could have fixed this movie, uh, and I think the opposite could have also fixed this film, but one of the best things that could have fixed this film is actually taking away some of its budget. Force it to do more with less. Yes, mm-hmm. because it's so reliant on the set pieces. It's so reliant on, oh, my God, the giant factory building with the, the frozen Santa in it and, like, the, the complex at the top of the mountain and the reindeer all dead. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so it, it's so excited about those things to show them to you with no real – with nothing built around them, per se, that – we don't get anything out of that. And our characters definitely like don't really get an opportunity to contribute to it in like an entertaining way. Uh, like they barricaded the doors. OK, whatever. We've seen it a million times. Like if you just cut out the second and third act and just replaced it with that one, that one elf being Santa, like yeah. being being Krampus or whatever, or even keep the elf thing and just have Krampus be like a guy in a deer mask because that's no budget and it's creepy as shit. Deer masks, always creepy. Deer skulls, tale as old as time, they're creepy. Every movie, that, most films that use it, 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 it creeps me out. It works. So you've got a cool pagan god monster, dope, um, uh, that's low budget. You can, you can just do that. Or just have it, that guy be Santa. Creepy old man, that was already good, that was already effective and working for me. And just don't don't run around to a whole bunch of fucking locations. Use the house. Keep doing the Home Alone thing. Have them fight Santa. Have them capture Santa in the end. Figure out how to make him, you know, like uh, hold him to your will and sell him to the highest bidder. Done. Keep your title. Keep everything. And 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 have a kill count. The sheriff comes up, you know, shows up at the house. God, yeah, he gets kill murdered. Some fucking people. It's kill a goddamn some... R-rated horror Christmas horror movie. Yeah, fucking kill some people. Yeah, honestly, Shit. this this makes me want to like fucking make a. <laughs> <laughs> make like a a, a, a a Chris like an evil Santa film like because I like with like an evil pagan Santa it could be awesome. This makes me appreciate trashy Christmas horror movies like Ginger Dead Man or Santa Slay even more because yes they are trashier and dumber in a lot of respects. They're entertaining, but yeah, they're entertaining and they give us what we want. Mm. You know, out of a Christmas horror movie. Give us Christmas-themed kills. Well, this movie also gives me greater appreciation for the Michael Doherty Krampus movie, which I already had have quite a bit of appreciation for. Yeah, I need, I need to see that Because film. a lot of the things that I wanted from this movie, Krampus does. And better, you know? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> much better. Um, this is just like yet another tale of missed potential. You know, we were excited about this movie from the trailer. It's got a good premise. It's got a solid concept. But 
it sort of like lacks I, the the skill, I guess, or, or or the vision or whatever to like see its concept through in a satisfying way. I, I do think we should men- we should discuss a little bit how the film ends because I think that's the dumbest part of the movie yeah. is like the last few minutes. What they end up doing is they they use the 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 children to lure all of the elves into the reindeer corral where they usually, you know, lure the reindeer. Um, they blow up the air hanger, so Santa's no longer a threat. I thought them blowing up the hangar would, like, free it from its icy prison, and then they'd have to deal with it. But nope. Right, no, we don't get to see Santa. But nope. We don't get to see Santa in the evil Santa movie. They chainsaw off its horns beforehand so they can sell them. The quote-unquote conflict of the film is that, like, their entire... Um, herd of reindeer that's supposed to like make their town money and sustain them is like murder is killed by the elves um at the beginning so they they can't make money they lost eighty five thousand dollars worth of reindeer meat so they corral all of these naked old men into the reindeer pen and then they sell them as mall Santas for $85,000 a piece if I remember correctly the elves were children who were taken right I don't think so. No, okay, they're just like creepy old men elves. Okay. Yeah, they're they steal the mm-hmm. children to bring to Santa. Yeah. And like that's that in terms of like quote unquote lore, I think is interesting. Like that's why we have the idea of Santa Claus as like an old man with a long white beard, but those are actually the elves that take the children to the real demonic Santa. Okay. I think that idea see, is interesting. See, there is another like and there's another like great film premise right there, right? Like with them doing the same thing where they use the elves as mall Santas, them training them to be. Yeah. Like like going from being like murderous wretched monsters like into being like mall santas like no don't eat the child you know like ask the child what it wants for christmas no no i said don't eat the child you know they're like they have like a doll in its lap like that's funny instead we get one scene of that yeah do we even yeah like i mean well not even it's just like all of the the elves um like in a warehouse in a line and they've got uh like doll child-sized dolls on their laps and they're teaching them how to like set a kid on their lap but the creepy thing is like they're like stroking them right and, like, I, I that, have to say yeah that was that once again straight if, up pedophilia yeah with your skeezy pedo adjacent shit in this movie ending your film with having the heroes do human trafficking yeah human trafficking is questionable but like look at these they're a resource they're chattel like we can just sell them like that's those are those are the those turn out to be the uh the rare the titular rare rare exports uh is we see them at the end loading them into crates and slapping a rare export sticker on them and Mm, shipping it off like we we get we get like a raiders of the lost ark shot at the end where we see like a big warehouse like full of crates and they're like pushing one but it's like yeah so our heroes are just selling slaves now but they're selling like evil elves as mall santas around the world for $85,000 a pop who is buying these yeah who's going to pay $85,000 for a goddamn mall santa yeah mall santas make like $8 an hour like you can get a mall santa for like way cheaper and and like, let's, who is buying these incredibly expensive old men and who as far as we can tell don't have any like magical powers or anything nope 
I guess they can be naked in the cold. Yeah, cool, <laughs> sweet. <laughs> and and again, this is where you're 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 right. Like uh, where where someone would probably say you're overthinking it. Like don't think about it too much. What else is there for us to do? Please. What else are we supposed to do with right. this movie other than just be like ha ha and turn it off? Which I guess I guess we can just do. It's like I guess it's <laughs> supposed to be heartwarming. I think that's the intention that like, oh, they lost all this money. But now at the end, they're able to make as much money off of just one mall Santa as they lost in their entire reindeer meat harvest or whatever. Harvest is the wrong word, but um, whatever. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I think it's bizarre that they just assume that they've successfully domesticated all of these. Yeah, no, I want to see the movie after this where they ship off all of these mall Santas around the world and they just start slaughtering children. Yeah, <laughs> like that's Dude, yes. more interesting than this movie. Yeah. It's like, oh shit, these fucking yokels in Finland have uh, have instigated like mass bloodshed around the world by mailing evil demonic mall Santas. Yeah. To- and, <laughs> and again, too, like I I think a lot of these issues could have been solved with just better reactions from our protagonists. Like if if our protagonist characters had had just given us a little bit better commentary on the situation, but they couldn't because they played up the the wholesome family movie thing where the adults are dumb and the kid has all the answers. So the adults don't they're just fucking plot puppets mm-hmm. like and so there's nothing for them to do other than like make bad gingerbread man at the beginning they don't have much of any agency so oh like, man yeah we, we don't get to like them as characters because we're just frustrated at them being stupid that's right they lure they lure some of the elves away uh at one point by throwing pieces of gingerbread out into the snow and the elves just like chase them <laughs> yeah and it's just yeah like so many of these things like i just are just sound funnier to me on paper like repeated back like some of them like sound even funnier than yeah. like I, I i really took them for when i watched the film and and that that's i think yeah it, execution is like so much of so much of the problems involved in this film yeah absolutely and just yeah not not recognizing that like you need some sort of like running tension because it, it skips christmas night like it, it does the, the time set up at the beginning sorry but it, it does the time set up at the beginning where it's like oh shit so many days till christmas oh my god and you know that on christmas night shit's gonna happen because well, look at all skips, these illustrations of christmas night christmas and we just skip christmas eve yeah and like we don't we don't get to see you know like we just get to christmas day all of the action happens on and christmas it, day and that's fine i don't fucking care well that's it, that's arbitrary it, it but. wouldn't it was a ticking clock that was needed for suspense and then we remove it and we don't have one anymore well, and that's, that's what i mean is it's like like so we're just left with like okay yeah, well i guess where are the kids yeah i agree the ticking clock does not uh is not used effectively because we see 20 days till christmas at the beginning then it jumps to one day till christmas and then christmas and we're still it's at the like beginning it's not the film, yeah, yeah it's not it's not like a, a an effectively used just feels clock. sloppy mm. Mm. and and you know like in terms of the tension, I think that a lot of the setup is tense. For me, at least, it was genuinely tense. In the first act. The problem is... It, we need some micro payoff once again, the Once again, once again, there's, there's, no, there's no payoff for the tension. Yeah. Like, set things up, and then... But you have to see them through to the end. You can't just decide you're going to do something else last minute with a totally different tone. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to write? No, no. The, yeah, yeah, it's just, just right. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I said, I don't hate this movie. I didn't even have a bad time watching it. I was 
invested for most of it. And then once it got dumb, I was at least half entertained. I think that it's it's a very disappointing film um, for a lot of the stuff it sets up. But also, like, I, I don't think you guys are wrong to hate this movie. I just didn't. Like I said, it's not a I'm not going to die on the hill of rare exports. Um, for me, it's going to be a three out of five, but it's a very lukewarm three out of five. Uh, this wouldn't be my first choice for a fun Christmas movie to watch. Well, that's the biggest thing. I think in my mind, Christmas horror at this point almost has a pedigree of you know, producing fun movies, mm-hmm. you know, and entertaining schlock. And the holidays are supposed to be fun, so your yeah, movie should and, be too. Or if you're going to do serious horror, do something like Black Christmas. Yeah, and this movie really didn't either well. I didn't think it was very good. I thought it was sloppy directorially. I thought they set up so much and pay off almost nothing. And. You know, for an 80-minute movie, it felt like over two hours. It was kind of a chore to get through, in my opinion. Watch the trailer instead. You'll get all you need from it. Uh, Yeah, this is a one and a half for me. Damn. I don't hate this movie as much. Um, I hate one or two tiny things about it, like the the, the kind of skeezy stuff Mm -hmm. and everything I've, I've complained about. Um, but the, the good things, like, I do agree. I, I, I do like the, the fun little things about this film. I, yeah, it's just more of a shame. I think it's just more of, like, a disappointment because it could have been, you know, so much more fun just with a few tweaks. So, yeah, a 2.5. It's just middle of the road. No, I almost fell asleep. I'm going to give it a 2. Like, I, I just about dozed off right in, in the second act. Yeah, I was just, I was just really fucking bored. And I was just, I've seen a lot of Scandinavian movies that, uh, you know, are like have dry qualities to them that are mega entertaining and have a lot of and and are are well done and dry. And here, it just I I don't think it was good dry humor. Like I, I don't think it was me being an American, like a dumb American. And no, it just wasn't else. funny. Yeah, it, it just, just it just wasn't funny. funny. I, I just agree with land. you. Um, well, that'll give Rare Exports an average of two point two out of five pods. Even with my slightly more positive rating, I don't think I would recommend this one. Um, like, you know, Christmas movies are something that you watch around Christmas time. It's like it comes once a year. It's for the holiday season. And it's like there's way, way more entertaining Christmas movies that you could that you can pick over this one. We've talked about several of them in previous Christmas episodes on the show. So I would say I would say skip this one unless yeah. you've seen like all of the other fun Christmas movies and you just want something different. Um, then you know maybe you'll get something out of it. Uh, but yeah, here's um, a fun exercise. If you had to recommend someone one Christmas horror movie, what would it be? Uh, are there qualifiers for that or any Christmas movie? Does you know mean- which one you would be able to recommend to the most people confidently i guess silent night deadly night two it's garbage day garbage garbage day day, yeah but without seeing the first i would say i would say probably like uh that would be appealing to the largest group of people i would probably say either krampus or santa sleigh in terms of my personal favorite like that's black christmas hands down like there's no question yeah um but you know that's a a genuinely uh scary horror film um which is maybe not 
necessarily what people are wanting out of a Christmas <laughs> what, movie. What was the name of the... It has a couple of names. What was the name of that French one we watched? Dial Code Santa Claus? Dude, Dial oh, Code Dial Santa, Santa Claus. Yeah, that like, one and that one's underrated. Good. Like, that movie fucking Happy rocks. birthday, Christmas. Happy birthday, Christmas. <laughs> Welcome home, Jesus. Jesus. Someday yeah, you'll be a man. That that movie, like, has, has stuck with me. How could me. we forget? I, 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 do, I do love that one, um, for no, sure. That was a fun yeah, one. that is a very fun one. Yeah, I think, personally, I would say Santa Slay, just because it's the most fun... And it rides that line between, you know, being whore and not, you know, gratuitous. You can show it to anyone in the family and, like, everyone is going to have a good time. Yeah, maybe grandma uh, might be, uh, oh my, at a few parts. <laughs> but, uh, no, Santa Slay is fun. And also, like, Bill Goldberg reigns supreme. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, well, that was Rare Exports. I hope that... All of our listeners are uh, having a a more fun holiday than <laughs> uh, than that movie. Yeah, thanks thanks for uh, sticking around and just listening to listening to us complain about a movie for uh, a little you know, while. It's, it, you know, it happens. Yeah. They're not always winners. They're not always winners. But everybody listening, you're a winner. Yeah. You're a winner for listening to this show That's uh, right. and for sticking with us through another year. Uh, as I mentioned, this is our last review of the year because next week is our uh, 2020 wrap-up episode. Um, the last episode of 2020 will be going over the best and worst of the year as per usual. Um, so uh, come back and, and reminisce on a really weird shitty uh year that had some um some horror movie highlights i would say oh yeah um cleveland do we have a holiday sponsor for this episode oh yeah sometimes around the holiday season i like to sit by the fire and drink a nice warm glass of something spicy but this year i want something extra spicy something a little bit more than your average eggnog so let's put a little something extra in it. This year, check out Halbert and Balbert's limited edition Smegnog. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Don't, speaking of things you shouldn't be thinking about, don't think about that one too much. I'm not going to explain it. I'm not even sure if that should stay in or not. And, it's going to. Okay, well, there you go. I apologize to our listeners. Uh, go go have a nice, lovely glass of Smegmog hey, this thank, year. thank you for our sponsor, <laughs> Smegmog. Yeah, thanks, thanks for uh, paying for all of our, our Christmas gifts this year, Smegmog. Smegmog. Dangerously cheesy. <laughs> Oh, shit yeah well um i that definitely will bring us to the end of, the, of this week's episode can't end it fast enough uh if you like the show and uh and whatever that just was <laughs> then uh be sure to leave us five stars on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts along with a nice review share an episode with a friend um and uh yeah you can follow us on twitter at pod people pod and at letterbox.com slash pod people pod where you'll find a list of all the films we've talked about on the show with our average ratings and links to those episodes uh i am on twitter at some spooky snake 
I'm on Twitter at Mr. Sheets. And I'm occasionally tweeting for Light Arc Studio as we put out further progress on our game, It Stares Back. Now in early access on Steam. Go check it out. Uh, New update coming soon. Tower Call. Get ready. It's going to be fucking rad. Um, yeah, if you like top-down strategy and spooky horror... Yeah, we're, we're the thing for you. Um, uh, you can also see my work on ArtStation. If you search Cleveland Mosier, go look at some cool arts. And if you're you're tired of hearing this fucking thing, maybe you should just go look at the cool arts or hit us up on Twitter or something. I don't know. Or our Discord or whatever. You name it. Come come talk to us. We, we like being talked to. We sure do. We like being talked down to specifically. Oh, come yeah. Tell talk, us why our talk opinions down to are me. wrong. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a fresh glass of smegnog ready. Tell, talk, talk down to me. All right. Well, thank you as always for listening. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. All of that good stuff. Hope you're staying warm. Uh, If you're not able to spend the holidays with your family because of COVID, um, then I hope our our warm, sultry voices have kept you company today. Uh, And uh, yeah, well, we'll see you next week for our 2020 wrap up. Jingle these bells, baby. Roast those nuts. <laughs>